Well, they definitely heard him that time. There's actual pokes of audio. That was our dog celebrating the fact that we took off his Halloween costume. He celebrated by putting his nose in my ass. And making noise. So both of these episodes have been... Dog noise to start. And we apologize, but also... No, we don't. We live a real life, and that's Real our... things happen. We get sick. Beware, or we'll cough on you. We're still coughing, in case you missed last episode, which also, go listen to that episode first, because... Why would you listen to them out of order? I don't know, but have you noticed that, like, on our stats, like, the second episodes are always more listened to? Yeah, like, because the part people, twos? Want, people want to hear the wrap-up on a movie. They don't want to hear the intro. That's fair. They just want to know how it ends. They want to know what our overarching opinions are, because we have important opinions. We have the most important opinions when it comes to cinema ever. Yeah. We are so professional, and you should listen to everything we say. Except don't, because James doesn't like Harry Potter. Ghost orbs are spooky. Yeah, we're going to kick off this movie getting right into the scary... Right into the scary, quote-unquote. Start of the spooks. Um, where the kids in their room are greeted by a floating orb that kind of looks like a will-o'-the-wisp. <laughs> um, it's blue, it glows, it's got flowy, flamey stuff all around it. Looks like a will-o'-the-wisp. To me. To the, the kid calls it a ghost orb. Um, also, um, Michael Jordan Evers is the only person that makes sense in this entire fucking movie. Yeah. He's like, like, the ghost orb, like, comes to them, and he, he, like, his sister's like, I think it wants us to follow it. And he's like, are you crazy? Like, no, we're not following the magic ghost orb. And I'm like... Kid's got a point. So this is how people die in horror movies, is following the spooky thing, so maybe don't follow the spooky thing. Kid has a point. Yeah, he just continues to make sense... For the rest of the movie. For the whole... He started making sense, like, even in that scene at the beginning where they were talking about, like, don't be afraid and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, so I'm I'm not supposed to, like, just... I'm just supposed to forget that I'm afraid of spider. Like, he just, like, constantly has these lines where he just makes more sense than every other person in this movie. Um, And this is one of those scenes, because he's like... Like, if he could swear in this... G-rated movie, he would have. He'd be like, fuck no. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, Follow the Ghost Orb? Um. And then we get into this, like, jump back and forth between the children following the ghost orb to the attic and Jim being stuck in the catacombs or, like, the back pathways of this house Uh, for, like, the next huge chunk of the movie. That's kind of what we're doing. And in the middle of it. Uh, Sarah goes off to yeah, try to find Jim and winds up on a tour of the place with the creepy McCreeperson. creepy ghost man who owns it. Um, whose name I don't remember. Does it matter? No. no. You know what they called him? The Master. That's yeah. all they fucking call him. I know he has a name. I don't think he does. I don't I'll remember look. what it I'll is. I'll check. I, but as we know... America is notoriously bad at remembering character names in movies. So, um, well, I write them down now as I'm taking my notes. Uh, this also is the chunk of the movie where I took the least amount of notes because it's the best part of the movie because we're going to play, um, oh, Master Gracie. He has Gracie. A last name. That's right. Yeah. 
Uh, we're going to play Hits from the Ride to remind you where this movie came from. Importantly to note, though, as I did read trivia ahead of time, which I'm not supposed to do. But he did, and well, he I broke did. the rules. I did on accident. The movie's plot is lifted from the ride at Disneyland Paris, which is not a Disneyland I have attended, nor is it a Disneyland you have attended, nor is it a Disneyland that I would wager most people who watch the movie have attended. After all, it's in Paris, and we don't live on that continent. That's fair. So, while I get that there are things in this movie that may not appear on your local Disneyland ride, it's based off of a different ride that you have not partaken in. Nor have you, nor have I. So with that little grain of salt, we're going to dive into a bunch of shit that may or may not be at your local Disney theme park. In this sequence, though, a lot of it is from the local Disney theme park. Like, they have the the carriage, they've got Madame Leota, they've got... The singing ghost, they've got oh, the yeah. hat ghost. Like Lots of got... them all have the same type of features, but the plot, the, the ride at Disney Paris is the only ride that has a linear story. They needed to make it feature a Victorian masquerade ball, because of course they did, because it's... Well, what else Paris also do? plays the hits, like, that's what Paris is known for, is... Playing the hits. Masquerade balls and... Really, the golden age I also, before the French this, Revolution. This has bothered me since we watched the movie. Why does a guy with a vaguely European accent own a mansion in the middle of the bayou in Louisiana in the United States? I mean, maybe they tried to make it because like, a lot of French people immigrated to Louisiana from... France, like that, we get have the French Quarter. There's lots of French design. That's like where a lot of the immigrants from France came to. So maybe they were trying to like because it was if it's based off the French ride, they were trying to go for like the American version of France, which would be in Louisiana. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's the probably <coughs> the, it's probably the place you're most likely to see <coughs> French architecture and French. People and culture, like a giant masquerade ball. Yeah. I mean, Louisiana basically throws a ma- giant masquerade ball every year for Mardi Gras, so it fits. Um, but we really do. We play the hits from the ride to remind you where this movie came from. Um, and I took so little notes during this part. Like I said, it was a lot of us jumping back and forth between Jim being lost and like, the inner workings of this house, the kids following the ghost orb, um, and that's kind of it. Because uh, my next note, no, no, about James, but my next note is about him talking about how the breathing door is just termites. Uh, just before that, he answers the phone. Oh yeah, the phone. Which is no, no, no. He answers the phone in the room with the breathing door. Is that the breathing door? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, my note isn't actually about the door. It's just about the phone inside that room. Um. Well, then we get to the store. Jim gets to the store where he there's, like, an obviously 
door that's <coughs> breathing. And the breathing door equals termites. That's what he said. They're just termites. He was trying to self-soothe. You leave him alone. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of things that I would think are behind the breathing door. Or that would be causing the door to do that that aren't termites. Also, maybe if you see a door that's alive in some fashion, whether that be breathing, beating heart, eye, looking at you, maybe don't go in it. Yeah. Like, I understand you're stuck in, like, this catacomb, and, like, I'd be banging on the library door before I'm going through the creepy breathing door at the end of the creepy hallway. Personally. Personally. I don't know. I would make sound... This is why I'll never end up in a horror movie, is because... I make sound decisions. Um, but they spent a lot of time and energy on the detail of this fucking set in this house to make it look... It looks good. ...like a haunted mansion, and also to make it look like the haunted mansion. There's little things here and there. The attic is ripped straight from the ride, um, you because, like, the dress is in the original ride, and... Like this, like I said, this next chunk of the movie is all doing the actual thing that the ride does. Um, and it's really well done. I will say the set, gorgeous. They spent a lot of time making it look aged. They spent a lot of time decorating. They spent a long time adding hidden Easter eggs here and there. It, they did a good job. Uh, it's at this point that we jump. We'll jump from Jim to the kids. And the kids are upstairs. And we finally get to interact with the help. The maid and valet. Valet. We're going to call him a valet because he drives the carriage later. And I'm just going to yeah. say that's what his job is. That's fair. Um, Because he's not the butler. I don't remember what her name is, but his name is Wallace Shawn. The actor. And Wallace Shawn is a god. I love Wallace Shawn. He's hilarious. He's funny. He's here, and all he does is act like Wallace Shawn always does, and that's, like, that's there's no difference between him in this movie and him in The Princess Bride or any other movie where he just does his shtick. Yeah. He's in Gossip Girl. At one point. Really? I believe that so. That show's fucking weird. Um, I think he ends up marrying Blair's mom at one point. That show's fucking weird. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about. Um, I love Wallace Shawn. I think he's great. Uh, I also like the female actor. I've seen her in other things, but I can't really tell you what at this point. But uh, I think they had great actors for the wait staff. Um, all the way from the butler to the like minor wait staff people, uh, the maid and the valet. I think they were all really great. Um, and this is where like we start to get. Like, they try to tell the kids what's going on because the kids are involved. I just wrote spook engage. And, like, the butler comes up and is looking for them. And they hide the kids from him and all this stuff. And then we jump back to Jim. And he's uh, found Madame Leota, who is, like... A floating head and a ball. And also the most iconic, probably, character from the Haunted Mansion ride next to, like, the Hatbox Ghost. Um, yeah, because guess what? Those are the two I could name from the ride. So that's why they're the most iconic. If there are other ones, 
Sure, but like those are the two you think of when you think of the Haunted Mansion writer, Madame Leota, and the Hatbox Ghost. Um, the Madame Leota scene is the best scene in this entire movie, and I will hear no other arguments. It's funny, it's the special effects are good, it's well acted, it's a great scene. Do you disagree with me? It's not the best scene in the movie. It's good, but it's not the best scene. What's in the, the best scene in the movie for you? Every scene that the Dapper Dans are in. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, I then I stopped taking notes. We uh, and I even made a note of things to take good notes on have ceased to happen during the actual ride portion of this movie, because like. That part was really good. We we ride the carriage. We go through the graveyard. We meet the other nine hundred uh, and ninety five ghosts because yeah. that's like the whole thing about the haunted mansion is there are nine hundred and ninety nine ghosts. And I actually wanted to like count the background of this movie and actually see if there were nine hundred and ninety nine ghosts that they showed, including like the four that are inside. I don't think there are, um, and I don't think you did. No, I didn't. But I thought about it while I was watching all the ghosts go by in the cemetery. I'm like, huh, I wonder if there are actually 999 ghosts that you can see in this movie. Almost definitely not. Um. So, yeah. I don't know if you have any notes about that, but I don't have any notes till we get to the crypt. Um, I have notes like the dad I see dead people line, uh, which I think was probably really great and funny in 2003 and now it's like ah boo hiss we've heard that before it was fresher then <coughs> i'm sorry james um there's a bit where some ghosts are scared that the humans can see them and interact with them and they're like that puts the chill in them and i thought that was funny uh just before they get to the crypt or whatever the fuck it is the mausoleum yeah just before they get to that uh we run into the uh singing heads the dapper dan barbershop quartet uh which is another iconic staple from the ride the dapper dans are a barbershop quartet that are employed by disney uh to sing in their parks and the uh they guest starred in the movie as the singing heads so that's fun. Um, so the whole reason we're in the... Oh, and I made a joke about the mausoleum, because the last time we were in a mausoleum, Grindelwald was in there. And then he did some murder. Uh, the uh, whole reason we're here is because Madame Leota sent us on this quest to find the key. The key will solve all the problems. Plot twist, it doesn't actually solve the problems. The red note inside the trunk that the key opens solves all the problems, but that's not as catchy to say when you're giving someone... Uh, quest. <coughs> so, we get into the, um, we get into the, uh... The mausoleum. The mausoleum, and... After a great joke about Latin. Yeah. You the, got, you got I got debated by the movie. You got fucking wrecked by the movie. Well, because, like, there's Latin written on the door of the mausoleum, and I go, the girl's like, it's a warning. I'm like, how the fuck do you know? It's in Latin. And then she goes... Dad, remember I studied Latin for three years. You said it was stupid, and I was like, well, we, fucking we shut shit, me up. We shit ourselves laughing so hard. It, it was one of those moments where, like, a thing in a movie happens, and you question it, and immediately the movie had an answer. It was just like, 
Hey, how about if you shut the fuck up out there, peanut gallery? I, it, it literally was did. So I was like, funny. Oh my god. I literally had spoken the words. How do you fucking know it's in Latin? Like, how do you know it's a warning? And she was like, I studied Latin for three years, and I was like, well, fuck me, I guess. All right, I'll see myself out. I apparently am not allowed to make notes about this movie anymore. You're you're too old and curmudgeony. I'm too old and curmudgeony. I also studied Latin for four years. You like, could have read that shit. I well, that was about to be my note. I studied Latin for four <laughs> years, and I looked at that door, and I go. That's Latin. Yep. That's, so. Her Latin study provided more for her than yours did for you. I've never seen anyone, like. Read a dead language? Off the cuff, just read Latin. Most people, like, you can get some words. Like, if I sat there, I could probably piece together, like, some words out of there. But most of the time, people, like, even people that have been, like, studying it for years need, like, a dictionary still. Because you just, I don't know. I don't know. The only person I've seen read Latin off the cuff in real life is my, the person who taught me Latin, my Latin teacher, but I digress. Anyways, um, we open the tomb, uh-huh. and I have a question that you can Google so that you don't have to talk, so you don't have to cough. Okay. How long do bodies smell after they die? Like, when does the decomposition smell go away? Because I feel like bones don't smell. So I just wanted to know, like, how long do bodies smell? I, I, like, I genuinely, and I'm, I was trying to think if Elena's ever said on Morbid, shout out to a different podcast, you should listen to Morbid if you don't. Um, but I was just genuinely curious, because they make a big show of, like, opening the crypt and saying it smells and all this stuff, and I'm like, how long does that smell stick around? Because I feel like, I feel like it would go away eventually, right? Like, I feel like the bones, once it's just bones, I don't feel like it would smell. Like, maybe it'd smell, like, old, but it wouldn't smell, like, bad. Um, and then do mum, like, do mummies smell? I don't know. I have questions. So. About smells. It can take inside a coffin 10 to 15 years for a skeleton to decompose, or for a body to decompose all the way to skeleton. And it's been some time. It's been almost a century, so there shouldn't be flesh on that skeleton, first of all. Second of all, uh, you probably would just smell the smell of decomposition that was on the fabric inside the coffin. But it wouldn't be, like, super strong. Like, it might not smell I mean, great, it, it, but... I mean, if that's the only smell that you're getting out of the mostly dank, smellless mausoleum, it would just smell like still water. So it would have been like 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 a chat saying, it would have been musty. I mean, it would have been very musty at a baseline, and then you open that and waft... You, you basically take a space that has been undisturbed by moving air... That's the thing, is that there's no moving air inside the coffin. It's been sealed, it's rocks, no air is moving or escaping. So all smell remains in there. Okay. Once you move the lid off... And it gets to breathe. waft it. You basically just billow it out into the air, and it would dissipate as it goes out and is absorbed into the rest of the air, but... <coughs> and God that's the end it. of that explanation. Yep, talking. Um. All right. Cool. 
I just was curious how long bodies smell. Um, from this point on, we kind of see Ramsley's been calling Jim a fool and an idiot pretty much this entire movie. And uh, for most of the scene, we get to agree with Ramsley because Jim just acts like a fool and an idiot for the rest of this uh, sequence. He drops the key that they like worked so hard to get and all the stuff and like his daughter has to go swimming in a very unclean crypt water to go find the key as he beats off the zombies. Don't, don't phrasing. As he beats up the zombies. Okay. That's better. What you said the first time was not that I said beats up. No, you said beats off. I said beats up. Okay, maybe I didn't, maybe I did. Beats up the zombies. He commits violence upon them. Maybe I combined the two sentences in my head of, like, beats up and, like... Fends off? Yeah. And so it just came out, beats off. Okay. He beats up or fends off the zombies. Sorry. This movie almost went (laughs) Vegeta. Fucking X. X X-rated movie. Um, no wonder it killed Eddie Murphy's career. <laughs> uh, but I make this note because later on, like, Megan, the daughter, gets, like, attacked by the zombies. And you want to know what Megan doesn't do? Doesn't drop the key when she's scared, Jim. I'm just a lot of this could have been avoided if Jim didn't drop the key. Um, and then we get to the top, and they need uh, the son, Michael, Michael, to open the door. It's covered in spiders, so we get a throwback to, like, the whole spider discussion. <coughs> and Jim becomes a better parent here. He offers some sounder advice. Instead of just, like, hey, don't be afraid. Nobody's afraid of anything. He switches it to everyone gets scared sometimes. Like, it's okay to be afraid. But sometimes, like, we gotta face our fears and... This is a time where we need you to open the fucking door because we're going to get eaten by zombies if you don't. The sister, Um, meanwhile, is less than useful. The sister is being an older sister and like, get your shit together. If you think spiders are scary, wait till the zombies come to eat you from inside. And the dad's like, it's not, it's not helping. Um, At that point, she's really just arguing for him to leave the door closed. Yeah, for real, though. But uh, it's a much better parenting moment of like, hey... (laughs) Like, it sucks, like, real people, but everybody gets scared. I'm scared right now, so I need you to, like, I'm facing my fear, I need you to face your fear, and, like, open the door. Which is a much better lesson to teach your child than old, like, adults never get scared. Don't be scared, you're being a child, like, grow up. That's not a sound lesson to teach. Um, Also, the spiders are the scariest thing in this movie. Like, watching them on the door and watching, like, them, like, have to, like, shove their body against it to close the door. And seeing all the spiders crawling on Michael literally made me want to, like, run away. And I don't know. If if I was Michael, my dad and sister might be dead in there. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. Or at the very least, I would have used, like, my shirt to touch the door and pull the lock open and pull it open. And then, like, leave the shirt there instead of... I don't know. I would have done differently, but he's covered in spiders. And then they pick him up covered in spiders and don't brush him off. They run away and then they brush him off. Um, Which they weren't in any danger at that point because they had locked the door. So maybe get the spiders off your child who's scared of spiders. I don't know. Um, Then 
we get to back to Madame Leota, and that's when she's like, hey, psych, you gotta go open the trunk and find the thing that's supposed to be red inside the trunk. And this is when Jim goes, like, fucking no, I've been fucking running your errands all over the mansion. Like, fucking no. And he picks up Leota and is like, you're fucking coming with us then. Which she is uh, less than pleased about because she's not really supposed to be manhandled. And instead she is definitely manhandled. Um, and then we get into the attic again. We open the trunk, and that's when we find out. Surprise! Sarah, or, uh, Elizabeth, the long-lost love... Did not kill herself. Did not kill herself. She was murdered. And the butler did it. And Jim says, the butler did it? Really? And I, I wrote that Jim says every everything everyone is thinking. Which he does. Right now, and, like, for the rest of the movie... Like, with Madame Leota, he's like, no, fuck this, we're, like, all going together. Like, you told me you got the key, I got the key, said the key answers all, and now you're telling me to go open a trunk? Like, I, like, Jim starts talking more sense the more this movie goes on. Um, we get in a fight with the butler, the butler locks the kids in a trunk, because he doesn't want them to interfere with Sarah, who's been on a creepy house tour with... The, the Master Gracie. Master Gracie this whole time. Basically him trying to convince her that she's Elizabeth so that she'll marry him. So he doesn't want Jim or the kids to get, like, to interfere with that. So he locks the kids in a trunk and throws Jim out of the house. Literally. Literally throws him. Uh, Jim doesn't die because he doesn't fall very far. He falls out of, like, the attic window onto the greenhouse, which... Should should have broken. Should have broken. Or at least cracked. Or at least cracked. We find out later that the glass doesn't really work, but it should have at least cracked, because he, like, goes through a show of, like, cracking it later. Um, And he should also be at least a little hurt. Oh, yeah. And then he ends up rolling off of the, like, greenhouse, the glass greenhouse, onto his car, and I was like, he dented the car, because he dents the hood of his car... But didn't break the glass. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but I don't think it's supposed to. It gets retroactively explained later, but I'm... I'm not buying it. Um, And then we get really into, like, the nitty-gritty thing of this curse, where basically in order to break the curse, the master has to move on, essentially. Like, he has to find closure... Um, they take that to mean that he needs to marry someone that looks like Elizabeth. I don't think that's necessarily what the prophecy was supposed to be. And we never do hear the original prophecy. They talk about it and they mention that Madame Leota prophesized, like, the return of Elizabeth and all this stuff. But, like, we never get to hear the original prophecy. But I feel like, even say it was, like, someone who looks like Elizabeth will come to the house and blah, blah, blah. Right. I feel like there should be, like, a, it should be, like, Beauty and the Beast. Like, there needs to be, like, an I love you clause in there. Like, I don't feel like forcing... Any old person. This random person who kind of looks like your deceased loved one is going to get you out of your curse. Like, I just, I don't feel like that's good. That's gonna cut it. I feel like they might have to love you in order for that to happen. A. And B. That's also not what Madame Leota was talking about. She said Elizabeth would come back, and Elizabeth does come back in the form of a ghost orb. So, and then, like, 
saves Sarah's life. Yeah. Um, but basically, they force Sarah to go through this whole wedding thing by threatening her children who are locked in the trunk. They say, we're basically going to kill your kids. They don't say that. They allude to the fact that the, uh, Ramsley, who's kind of the mastermind behind this, behind this whole thing, alludes to the fact that he worries for the children if she doesn't go through yeah, sure. with the marriage. Fucking but dickhead. Uh, he would never do anything, but he worries about them if you don't do it. Um, so of course, like, mom's got to do what mom's got to do. She's going to go through with the wedding to save, um, him. But, like, I also just wrote, like, cause the master also starts acting really, like, weird. And I'm like, she's not your reincarn- like, your love reincarnated, you psycho. She yeah. has no idea who you are. At s- and, like, at some point, like, he starts to question it, but, like, Ramsley talks him out of it. But I'd sit there, if I was him, and I'd be like, I don't feel like this is right. Like, it's kind of like what I said. I feel like if this was the way it was prophesized, like, things would be going differently. Yeah, I I made, like, two notes back-to-back where it's just commenting on how the ghosts are stupid. Yeah. Like, there, you could say you have a drinking problem. I know. You could say that they are, like... They've been trapped in the same cycle for so long, waiting for something to happen, that they're, like, a little foggy in the head. But it's never really clear who knows for a fact that it isn't the reincarnated bitch, and who knows that it's just some realtor. Like, there's never a clear guiding explanation for the ghosts and what their stance is on it. But then it turns out they're all just fucking idiots. I think Ramsley knows it's not her. Well, of course Ramsley knows it's not her. I think he's just hoping that, like, this will be enough to get the master to move on. And then they can all go. Which it wouldn't be. By the way. No. Even, even if they did go through the whole thing and she they fucking kill her and her she becomes a ghost, like then she would just be an angry ghost in the fucking She'd just be another house. She'd with be them. the thousandth ghost in the haunted mansion. Like she'd just be stuck there. And that'd be really unfortunate for all of them. And unfortunate for her living family. Um Also side note. Who's the actor who plays Ramsley James? Terrence Stamp. He has really pretty eyes. That's all. Um, we then see Jim try to break into the house, uh, cracks the glass, but the glass like heals itself as fast as he can crack it. Um, <coughs> which I have questions about for later on, but like he can't crack through it. He never gets through it. It just like cracks the outside. And then it reseals itself basically yeah um and then somehow through no explanation will be given for this uh he's sitting defeated next to his car and madam leota rolls up literally rolls up in her ball yep no further explanation will be given after she made a speech earlier about how fragile she was and like not to drop her and all this stuff and also, like, everyone's trapped inside the house. So no explanation will be given about how Madame Leota gets outside to Jim. 
None. She's just there. And we're just going to accept that. I don't know how she gets from the attic in the chair where Jim put her all the way down the many flights of stairs and then outside. But apparently she does. I don't fucking... I got nothing for you. I would like some explanation. I would like some... That's like the biggest plot hole in this entire movie is how does Madame Leota... Because that's the... That's the what starts like the final act is she gets outside. Yeah. And I just... There's no feasible way that happens. Like... And just... uh, It just really frustrated me because she went from being... Nowhere near him, literally at the highest point of the house, to outside next to him. It doesn't make any sense. There's a lot that you can, like, justify by saying, ooh, magic. And also, like, if she was a ghost, but she's not, she's trapped inside the crystal ball. Yeah. Like, she cannot get out of the crystal ball. So... But anyways, she convinces him to crash his car through the window. Well, she convinces him to try again. Because he's like, I tried and I tried, and she's, he's, she's, he's like, what do you want from me? She's like, try again. And then he crashes his car through the glass that was previously unshatterable, including by him falling on it and him trying to break it. But we're going to say that it crashes, and also it doesn't repair itself afterwards. Well, if you remove part of the glass, I can see why it wouldn't be able to reforge itself. I just, it's, it's crashing into the unbreakable. This is where plot holes really start to, I feel like we really yada yada sped up the end of this movie. Like. I mean, they yada yada everything with magic. And you know why? Because it's magic. They do the same shit in Harry Potter. It's not magic though. This is is a haunting. There's not magic. Well, we don't know. Anyways. Uh. They end up getting, like, Jim, they. They're going through the wedding, the ghosts, and Sarah, while Jim crashes through, saves the children. Jim saves the children. Jim saves the children. He crashes through the thing, saves the children. He also just leaves Madame Leota in the car. Yeah. Um, saves the children and gets in there just as she's taken a sip of the poisoned wine because she has to die to join her beloved. Um... And then he objects, he stops it, she takes off to her family, because the whole thing driving this was that she was trying to protect her kids, and now the kids are safe. Um, Ramsley damns them all to hell. And then a dragon comes from the fireplace, which becomes a portal to hell, and he drags Ramsley to hell. Because, reasons? Like, I get that he had we had to get rid of him, but also, like, he's the one that conjured a portal, so... I don't know. Uh, again, no explanation will be given from us to the things that happen past. Yeah, the end of the movie is just a lot of things that happen in order that don't make very much sense, but they still happen. Um, We find out that the orb, which we all knew, was Elizabeth. It um, inhabits Sarah. Who re- died. Reunites her with the Master, Master Gracie. Gracie. And then... Everyone like, goes fucks home. off. It's fucking wild. Yeah. It's, like, the whole Happy movie... Happy ending, I guess. <coughs> Sorry. The whole movie's just really fucking mid. 
it there's nothing unique or interesting that happens. There's some bits of good dialogue. There's some snappy witty things. There's some fun. There's a lot of nothing, like just eye candy garbage. And a lot of people really fucking hate it, and I just think it's whatever. It's very whatever. It's very meh. I think it was, like, say this was like a decom, like it was a Disney Channel original movie, I think I could give it more credence than it being like a full-scale Hollywood production that aired in theaters. It's funny, too, you know, because we watched, we were talking about this earlier, we watched uh, Hocus Pocus 2 today, and the the VFX in Hocus Pocus 2 were worse than the VFX in Haunted Mansion. But it's been, like, 20 years uh, I will say Hocus Pocus 2 also felt like a decom. Like, it felt like it was a Disney Channel original movie. Well, it kind of was. And that one kind of was. It kind of was. Um, but... If, uh, that, it matched expectations. All 990... I'm gonna say five. 995 ghosts go back to... Heaven? Trans, like, transition to the great beyond. Um, except... Leona. Well, and the... Stinging heads. I wasn't, Dan's. I wasn't going to count Leota because I feel like she's a different. <laughs> she's a different entity. I don't think she's a ghost. I think she's a. Yeah, she's like an oracle or something. Yeah, she's more. She's different, but like uh, the singing da- ghosts. Yeah, they're just. They're just. They don't there. get to pass on for whatever reason, maybe and then they, maybe they chose not to. They get to live with the family forever. As Who buys does a minivan. Madame Leota. Why would they keep Leota? I don't get it. And no explanation will be given. Not one explanation will be given. Uh, I don't get why they kept Leona. Overall, for me, this movie is a letdown um, for a lot of reasons. Also, like, something I was telling James, like, like, in the time it came out, we were riding the high of, like, Pirates of the Caribbean and seeing, like, how well a movie based off a Disney or a Disneyland ride could go and, like, how awesome it was. And so, like, I feel like there was just a high bar set for this particular one. And it just crashed underneath it. It was... James is right. It's all right at best. And at worst, it makes no fucking sense. Um, And they just... It didn't... Lots of people had issues. Because there is lore. It's not like Pirates of the Caribbean as much. Because, like... directed this? There is lore established with the Haunted Mansion. No matter which one you attend, there's some semblance of lore. You have the wedding dress. You have the... And it just... It didn't... It didn't hit right. It didn't feel as good as it could be. Um, and maybe someday we'll watch Jungle Cruise, which is another movie made off a of Disney ride. And maybe that one will be bad or maybe it'll be good. We don't know. Um, I think Pirates of the Caribbean is the gold standard as far as making movies out of theme park attractions. Um, but, yeah. It's just... It's just okay. It's just okay. This director is... I mean, leading up to the movie The Haunted Mansion, the director had already pulled off The Lion King. Like the OG? Yeah. Huh. 
And then Stuart Little 1 and 2. Stuart Little was alright. And then he did The Haunted Mansion. In comparison, Pirates of the Caribbean just got more money and more Curse stellar of the Black people. Pearl was directed by Gore Verbinski. And had star power out the ass. I mean, that was in the middle of Orlando Bloom's uh, fucking high time. Like, that's when he was doing all his shit. Shit, you know Kira what? Knightley was in her high. Uh, Johnny Depp was crushing it. Like, it just... It didn't launch the careers of any of those people. It just had a solid amount of people. Um, Gore Verbinski didn't really do shit before... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, if I'm honest. No, I think the he casting did, was he better. He did a bunch of music videos, and then he did The Ring. I think the casting was better. I think it, <coughs> they had a better budget for Pirates. They had freaking one of the best sound, like, composers oh, for the yeah. soundtrack. shit, man. Of all time. So I think there was just more money thrown at it. But overall, again, sorry, it was kind of a shorter episode. Um, Yeah. I give it a solid, like, 4 out of 10. It wasn't great, and I wouldn't watch it again. I give it, like, a 5. A dead 5. I also would not... I wouldn't intentionally watch it again. It... Yeah, I, I wouldn't intentionally watch it again. Yeah, I wouldn't ever go through the effort. I mean, this is the first time I've watched it since the first time that I watched it, and I will probably never watch it again. Um, our live studio audience has voted for us to watch the new Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers movie, so we will watch that next time. Like I said, this is our last kind of quote-unquote Halloween movie. Um, so we will be watching Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. We will hopefully both be a lot healthier by then, and Aries will not be forced to wear a hot dog costume, so he will not be whining and upset. And everything should be back to normal by the next time you hear from us. Until then, I hope everyone has a super spooky Halloween or a... Don't get sick. It fucking sucks. Excellent start to your holiday season if you're listening to this in November. And we will listen... You'll listen to us then. Okay, bye.